0: This is Pulse95. You're listening to the Halftime Show Podcast. Oh, he loves the fire that! What a goal! This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adori on Pulse95. Nice shot. We are live and we're live on Pulse95 Radio in the heart of Sharjah. Welcome, welcome to the Halftime Show with me, your boy Omar Duri, on the only place to be at three. Right, okay. What do we have on the show today? You know what I'm going to do now? This is not just someone that I'm very happy to get on the show because I think for what she stands for, it's quite remarkable that we find so many different avenues to channel balance, to channel mindset, mindfulness, gratefulness. And I think this person here on the show today, when you meet her later on, is very, very cool in that sense, but also has a twist to it. You know, on the halftime show, we don't just do normal. So Maria, originally from Menorca, Spain, lives in the UAE for more than seven years. She started her journey into wellness and reiki for self healing after being diagnosed with a rare self immune um, symptom. Now, reiki's not only helped her to recover but to become a better version of herself and to onboard a life changing healing journey. Now, through her passion, she also combines that with horses. So, those people that love horses, you're on the right show right here. See, I've never had that before, and I told you I was going to bring it to, to the show, and now we're going to have her on here later on. So, make sure Go get yourself something to drink. Go get yourself something, uh, you know, comfortable to be in. And spend the next hour with me here on The Only Place to Be at 3. I'll see you guys right after the break. Here's some rudimental Be The One. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri. Oh, on Pulse 95. 95. Oh, he loves the fire What a goal. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri on Pulse 95. Nice strike. Uh, let's get ready to rumble! Yes, we are here and we are live. Shout out to everyone who's tuned in on the Instagram live at Omar Duri. Thank you very much for connecting with us today and what a show we have in store for you. Maria um, Stevens or Maria, we have a couple of names for you, Maria here. Now I checked <laughs> I checked your profile, I checked, I asked you as
1: well. Yeah.
0: Uh, Maria Olero Suni Sun. Sun-
1: Sonier. That's Soon. my family name, but you Soonier. can call me Maria Stevens for my husband. Yeah, <laughs> shout happy. out to your husband.
0: <laughs> shout out to Rob as well. Uh, yeah. Maria, you do some amazing things. Thank you firstly for visiting us today on the half. Well, thank show. you
1: for having me. I was looking forward. I'm a big fan of you and your career that. and your book, of course. Thank <laughs> you so much. Thank <laughs> you
0: so much. Uh, Maria, tell us about some of the things that you do. I'm really interested in the Reiki and, and, and the different forms of it that's helped you get there on your journey. What is Reiki, first of all?
1: All right, so Reiki is an energy healing, basically was founded in Japan by Mikao Sui in the early 20th century, so it's quite new, and it's based on the idea that uh, health comes from the energy flow in our body Mm -hmm. through and around us and that the energy flow affects our physical body. Mm. So then any negative uh, thought that we have will affect the energy flow of our body and then a positive thought will give us a better health and a better flow.
0: Excellent, Excellent. So
1: it's all about that we are all energy and we are connected to, to everything, to the plants, to, to any animal. Nature. So we are all mm-hmm. exactly nature. And basically an, a Reiki practitioner, what does, is that brings back the the humans to remember that they are energy and that they can actually feel themselves. Yeah. And I always say these examples so people understand. Back in the days when humans used to live in the caves, Mm -hmm. yeah, I think I told you that before, Mm -hmm. um, we had enough time to heal if we would uh, fall down and break our our ankle or if a woman would give birth, we would have enough time to to heal. But nowadays with the lifestyle that we have, we don't give enough time to our body and mind because also we need to heal from uh, grieving, from a break from uh, when they break your heart yeah. or, or anything emotional. So it's all about going back to this essence of the energy and who we are and give us time to really, you know, help and complement uh, the healing process through yeah. a very deep um, way. Yeah, and,
0: and, how, and how do you reach that stage or how, how do you practice that? Because from what you're saying, you go way back and you go into the foundations and the roots of where it starts from in terms of energy. How do you practice that?
1: All right. So um, uh, we practice that with the hands, Mm -hmm. right? So basically, if you put your hand one on top of the other, you can kind of feel a little heat in between your hands. This is basically energy. Mm -hmm. And then what we do, the Reiki practitioners, we we are just a channel between the universal energy or what exactly the life force energy and then the human body. So we kind of allow this body to relax. So the feeling in a Reiki session, I would be passing my hands through your body, yeah. but just a, a little bit above, or I can touch as well, but it, it depends on the on the patient. And then you will feel uh, like a, a big relaxation, a big peace, like if you were doing kind of a relaxation meditation at the same time, but somebody does it for you. Right. And you feel heat on your body, some people have spasms, some people have different reactions, yeah. uh, body reactions, and then the the feeling afterwards is of super calm tranquility peace and and well I mean you feel good also
0: yeah and you've had your own journey with it Um, how has it helped you recover
1: well yeah I I was one day I just woke up and my life was completely upside down because I had a a weird autoimmune disease uh, but it was something um, a clinical isolated syndrome so long story short Mm It's nothing chronic, so basically I'm I'm not sick anymore, but... Uh, I realized that um, I stopped working in a big part of my life, with, with which was my energetic part and the spiritual life. So uh, actually, the, how I went back to Reiki, because I had some Reiki uh, experiences when I was younger with friends, because their parents were Reiki practitioners, and it was something very weird back in the days. Um, while I was recovering at home from this illness that I could actually, my half, uh, half side of my body was numb, so I couldn't really uh, walk properly. I was very tired. Um, I mean, I had something in my brain, so it was a big thing that affected my body. And I remember Rob, my husband, was very sick with a toothache, but like a terrible toothache. Mm. And he couldn't sleep for three days. Literally, he was going crazy with the pain. And, yeah. and at the, and one moment, I felt that I had to put my hands on his jaw mm-hmm. and that it would help him. And it just came naturally to me. So I literally put my hands on his jaw and he slept he passed out for like 20 minutes and he was snoring and you know like he was away (laughs) for like 20 minutes when he woke up he was like what happened and i'm like well you were healing and then from now on from from there then i i joined on courses and it was all about healing myself and that's exactly what i did
0: we have a question here coming in asking from lara do you believe that the full moon or new moon really affect our energy and our mood
1: Well, uh, since we are all connected, Mm -hmm. right, uh, to the energy, um, I think this is very personal. Yeah. since I was a little kid I really really connect with the moon and I I always say like some people are day people or night people Mm. I always was more like a night people and the moon was what was I really liked it I personally feel that my energy levels change on full moon especially when in specific months how? but uh, like it it accelerates you a lot you are more excited and uh, you just you just have more energy Mm. Um, but this happens to me so I cannot really say that this is something generic. If there is a science behind, well, there are some people who study this. I am not yeah. specialized in that, but it affects me if I do rituals and stuff. Yeah, I do some things because I like trying, but uh, it's not something where I am deep uh, in
0: into. And yeah. and Rob just sent a message saying I don't snore. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're going That's th- not true. <laughs> <laughs> well, Rob, we've announced it on air. Um, we're gonna take a quick break. Uh, we're gonna play a tune for you. Uh Pharrell Williams and Beyonce will be right back after this. Enjoy folks, here we go. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri.
1: Pulse95. Oh, he lifts the fire that.
0: What a goal. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri on Pulse95. Nice throw. It sure is that time. It's the Halftime Show with Omar al I'm your host covering everything sport, international and local. If you do miss the shows, don't worry. You can catch all of our episodes on Apple, Spotify, Soundcard. If you like a podcast or even head over to the YouTube channel and check out Pulse95 Radio, we have some fantastic guests like Marie, who's on the show today who get to really shed light and education on what they do and how effective it is to be able to uh, implement that in our daily lifestyle. Right, okay. Now, Reiki, you know, expands more than just humans. And what I really like about what Maria does is she has a connection between Reiki and horses. And earlier, Terry asked a question, which I'm going to shoot to you uh, straight after this one, is what's the connection between Reiki and horses?
1: All right. So I'm going to start from the beginning where I was actually in a flight coming from Spain to Dubai and I had this vision in which I saw myself doing Reiki for a horse. So at that time I didn't know if that was possible if this even existed or anything. So I started doing a research and I found very little information mainly in the US and, 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 and Germany. And, uh, and then I realized that it's not something that many people actually develop. There is not really a proper methodology. So I kind of went back to Dubai and you know when when you start into the I, I guess it's a wellness journey but for me it was a healing journey and you go in the right direction so many changes happen in your life and then uh, things start to happen you know positive things so the moment I landed I got a message from a friend telling me there is a rescue place in Abu Dhabi called Right to Rescue by the way so if you love horses and you want to help big shout out to them and to Yasmin who managed it Um, and they need help and I say well economically I cannot help but I would love to talk to that woman so I call her and she opened me her heart and her heart and she said you can come and do Reiki to my horses and I'm like all right I'm gonna do that Mm -hmm. (laughs) so I kind of took what I learned from the traditional Reiki method with with humans and then whatever I learn online, because there are other types of equine uh, therapies, such as like um, physiotherapy and then equine uh, bow and technique and other things. So I kind of combine all the knowledge and information that I could find. Mm-hmm. And I started practicing regular horses. So what happened there was like magical, right? And I'm going to describe this with one example so you all understand. But to answer the question of, uh, I don't remember her name, but uh, about the chakras. Yes she said, yeah.
0: do horses have the same chakras that humans do?
1: Yeah, well, so uh, humans, we normally work with the seven major chakras, mm-hmm. um, but there are some theories that there are other chakras. So how I say, for my experience, when you do a session, there's people who need energy in different parts of the body, right? Mm-hmm. But yeah, there are seven major chakras related to specific emotions and specific parts of the body. So for the horses, uh, as per my understanding and what my experience, I can say that there are minimum of 10 so a little bit more but because they're animals that are very very connected to nature so they do have chakras on the hooves they do have chakras in the muzzle, and also on the ears so the ears are a big big part of their communication so you can see mm-hmm. what they you know they communicate between them with the with the ears and also you can see if the horse is annoyed or if he's about to do something with the ears
0: mm. you, you did this now if you're yeah. watching on YouTube what does, what does that mean?
1: <laughs> well no this is like the ears of the horse you know yeah no
0: I know but, but when it goes backwards is it something when it goes forwards is it something well
1: when they're like this they're like what is happening yeah. if this is like this I'm gonna kick you that's okay. it, you know but <laughs> this is like really like seconds so basically when you see a horse and normally if, if it's like that and he goes like this with one you see that he's comfortable, but he's looking at what's happening, right? Okay. We don't need, we, don't need to, we have to remember that they're actually uh, prey animals, and we are predators, yes. right? So yes. they're always, always alert. Um, but going back to the chakras, yes. so yes, uh, I would say chakras in the ears, because it's a big communication part of, of uh of of their communication mm-hmm. yes the muzzle because this is with what they connect to to the earth and mm-hmm. to the grass and when they graze and everything is a kind of meditation for them and then on the hoops again. That's what keeps them grounded, and yeah. and it's very important for them.
0: It's interesting also because obviously you've had experiences with horses. Uh, talk to me about some of those experiences yeah. because you, you spend time and I and I'm guessing it's intimate time with the horse where yeah. they obviously have to trust you. Yes. How, uh, tell me about some of the experiences you've had with horses and how okay. it's been different to humans, for example.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna tell you the uh, good one that you will all actually relate and understand. But mainly, I want to tell you that I am developing my method because this is something I'm writing down through the experiences and through what I feel and everything. Um, so maybe in the future I can actually, you know, teach people about that. Nice. So let's see. Um, okay, so there was that was in Spain. I had a pony, a competition pony, a jumping competition okay. pony. And then the, I didn't know him. I didn't know the owners. It was a uh, mother with the two two girls. And so they came to me. They say like, look, we never did any holistic thing, but our pony has nothing. The veterinarian is saying he's fine, but when he goes into the paddock for for training uh, he starts he wants to kick all the horses around and he starts biting other horses so and that's w- that's all what they say and also they told me that when he was on with the other horses in in uh, well when where they sleep and everything outside in spain um, he's, he's bullied. He's been bullied and he's always behind the bush and they don't let him eat or or anything. Wow. So I was like, wow, okay. that, that's very interesting. So anyways, I started the sessions with, with him. For yeah. me, what I do is like, of course, they have to trust me. They have to understand what's happening. And as I say, horses are prey animals and they don't trust you the yeah. first at uh, the first time. Um, so then the first session for me is more like an introductory session. They have to understand what I'm doing and that I don't want anything from them. I actually want to help them so there is every horse has uh, its own time and sessions but mainly there is an average of one to two sessions in which the horse truly opens and it's like okay I'm all yours right in that case it was the first session he connected a lot but I had to ask one of the girls to come in with me because I saw that he was super attentive on, on, on one of the girls so I say please come in I, I think he will be more comfortable so anyways after the session, uh, so what happens when you do Reiki and you are very much connected, you start having some signals. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't say they are visions or they are voices or messages, but there are things that come to you and you know, right? So from from this pony, I had three messages. So the first one was that the horse was trained when he was uh, a foal with a very hard beat. So basically, you know, they have the hard beats that they make them pain so they can control the horses. And that he was trained very, very hard on the mouth. And then, uh, so I asked the owners when I went out, I'm like, look, I felt that, do you know where is the pony coming from? And then she was like, well, actually, yeah, he's coming from a farm that everybody knows that this guy is very aggressive when they train the horses and everything. And then I was like, okay, so this is one thing that really, really bothers him because it's triggering, you know, memories. I mean, this is what I I believe. Uh, So this was the number one. Number two, I felt that he was feeling completely used. So I, I asked them, what are they? What is the relationship between them and the horse? And then they say, well, we come, we see him, we take him for training, and we put him back. So I'm like, okay, he's feeling used because he needs also to spend time with you. You can walk with him around the stables. You can take him to get some fresh uh, grass. And you know, a horse at the end of the day is super grateful if you are kind to him. If you treat him as a as a companion, he will be with you until the end, right? And the connection is massive. So this is the number two that I told them they should spend more time with him and also try to ride him without saddle and with, uh, with, there are, there is another halter that doesn't have beads. so trying to do that. And the number three was that I felt that he has a big emptiness inside, has like a grief. Mm. So I asked them, is there any horse that was around him that is no longer there? Or is there somebody who was riding him that is not riding? No, no, no. So I'm like, that that thing stay on me, but they say no. So I start kind of asking around the stable and then the stable owner told me, actually, there was a pony that was always with him. And they were like the best friends and they mm. would eat together and they would dress together and they sold that pony. So the pony is not there. So there you go. Now you have a pony that yeah. is feeling grief because they took out his best friend, mm. that he's feeling used because they only take him for competi- competition and training, mm. and that uh, he doesn't like to be uh, ridden with a very hard beat. Yeah. So... How do you want your horse to perform properly? Horses have emotions, mm. right? Yes. It's it's so interesting that you've, you've sent almost a couple of trigger points there f- for
0: horses, the way that humans have, from history, from grievance, from how do you expect them to perform if they're not in the right state of mind. Yes. It's very interesting. We're going to take a quick break. There's so much more to come back. <laughs> but I was very, very We'll see you right after this. Enjoy, folks. This is, this is The half-time, halftime Show with Uma and Oh, on, on, Night. This is the halftime show with Omar and Glory on 1995. Sure is that time It's the Halftime Show with Omar I'm your host covering everything sport International and local Thank you very much For tuning in And yes we're going to get Straight into your questions But before we ask that I have a question for you Now what ended up Happening to the pony You we were talking about
1: well, the owners started doing the changes that, that I was asking them to do and uh, and they, they truly made it. And it was very hard because the girls started to ride the pony uh, uh, without saddle and with, uh, with biteless and everything. And it took them like about two months. But then the pony understood that they understood what was happening to him. So he was extremely grateful and slowly, slowly, the bond between them was really stronger. Mm. And then about six to eight months after that, I, I was already back in Dubai. I was following up with them and they say, we went to the first competition, biteless, and the horse stopped kicking and biting. And the best thing was that the horse also stopped being bullied. Mm -hmm. So he was eating there with the rest of the horses and everything. So it was a very happy ending. (laughs)
0: Very nice. There's a question coming in for you. Do you feel like you get a more genuine reaction from a horse because it it can't talk rather than humans who can express feelings?
1: All right. So horses don't lie and they don't have to pretend right mm-hmm. so they will be with you if they want if they want if they don't want they they will not go and one of the main things I do in my Reiki sessions mm-hmm. is that I don't force them to do the session I never tie them I never hold them They are free to come to me or not. So whenever they don't want, they just walk away. However, as humans, as you know, sometimes we go for a massage and we don't like it quite much where the lady is touching, but we still, we don't say anything. Mm. Or even if we go for a meditation or for something, sometimes we put ourselves in a moment that we don't don't really like it. So definitely horses are more genuine than Mm. humans. (laughs)
0: Love it, love it. Okay, well, there's, there's something that we mentioned earlier, and actually you've spoken to me about this a while back, and it was horse guided empowerment. Uh What is that?
1: Alright, just because I can't stop learning and I'm in a continuous journey uh, and things start to come out, I decided to study a little bit more about horse psychology and about their body and, and everything and and that led me to this uh, uh, this certification that I did. But it turned out that Horse Guided Empowerment is, is actually uh, equine therapy, it's like a type of hypotherapy hipot- mm. as well. So basically, it's therapy with horses for people. So, I started in that. I am a certified practitioner right now. Mm -hmm. And uh, what we do with Horse Guided Empowerment, we help people to unlock and to understand their emotions through interaction with horses, Mm -hmm. because horses, as we are discussing, they're animals of the present so they feel you uh, the way you are. As I said you cannot lie to a horse You know, if I take you to a session and, and, and I'm asking you how are you and you're like oh yeah, I'm, I'm very good but you are inside you are very bad. The horse knows that because mm-hmm. again as I taught you before if you put your hands next to the other this what you feel is energy but horses feel this energy multiply by thousands and thousands of times mm-hmm. more than us. So now I want you to picture when the horses fly on a flock and they, they move uh, all together or the fishes do the same how they communicate We well, they communicate with energy so that's why because horses understand how we are they mirror our feelings and through this mirroring uh, we as a practitioners are taking you through a journey of activities in which you reflect on you and the way you behave mm. through these mirror feelings that that mirror on the horses so it's super super interesting do and they
0: do they detect nerves oh yeah big time <laughs> so if someone for example which would be kind of normal if you were using horses for to help you with the therapy but the client or the patient is nervous how does a, a horse generally react to that
1: well the horse will be very nervous and And they will try you more because one thing is we don't have to forget that horses live in a herd, but their natural habitat is to be born in the countryside and to be on a herd and they all have one leader, right? Right. So when you're going to ride a horse, he needs to accept that you are the leader. Right. So if you are afraid, he feels it and he will make sure that you know that he is the leader. So that's in in their psychology what's happening basically. So if you are really, really afraid, I recommend you not to ride
0: (laughs) very interesting yeah right. and take
1: time to ground and interact from, from down yeah
0: nice we've got some more questions coming in for you here but what we're going to do we're take a quick break and then we'll answer all your questions and tell you where you can follow Maria right after the break and she's also got a very interesting initiative coming up which we will bring up <laughs> straight after this enjoy folks this is the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri on, 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 on. 95,
1: 95 95 oh he loves fire the fire
0: It sure is that time, it's the Halftime Show, and it's almost full time on the Halftime Show today on The Only Place to Be at 3, the Halftime Show on Pulse 95 Radio, we've got uh, Maria Stevens in the building, I I like her her full name, I like (laughs) the surname, but I can't pronounce it. I know. Once I get that right, I'm going to keep saying it, she can keep saying it. Yes, (laughs) Sunier, that's it. (laughs) Um, Maria, obviously we've had some, some really good questions coming in, and also, I wanted to ask about an initiative that you're doing before I go into those other questions because you have something really cool coming up tell us about it
1: alright so with all these things that I'm going through and doing and everything I've been treating different um people with uh, life-threatening illnesses mm-hmm. such as cancer and autoimmune diseases so I decided to start a study research in which I need two or three people that they are going through this that they are in a fighting journey and that they believe there is something else that they can complement because we don't have to forget that also Reiki is a complementary therapy uh, to conventional uh, medicine yeah. so that they would like to try Reiki as a part of the there healing journey mm-hmm. or their fighting process or how you want to call it um, and I would be combining Reiki with uh, sound healing which I do as well and then if they want we can do also some uh, horse guided empowerment session so basically sessions with the horses mm. so if you know anybody or you are listening to it and you're going through that and you believe this is something that resonates with you then yep I would, lo- I would like you to contact me because this is what I'm looking for now yeah. um, it has to be people that are open to it and there is yeah
0: with an open mind exactly and, and suffering from a life-threatening uh, disease as well yeah so Wh- where can they reach out to you where can they follow you
1: well the, the best channel where I'm I'm posting everyday uh, content is my Instagram heal with my mm-hmm. and there they can see whatever is happening I am talking about so many different things uh, also lifestyle as you know as you will say in your book is not only about focusing on one part of your life is about everything so Correct. yeah healthy lifestyle and then I talk about Reiki about horses and and about well, all we've, I don't know if I mentioned it, but we are doing also retreats worldwide yes. uh, to focus on on your health yeah. for like four to six days. So. We are talking about all of this. Well,
0: I love discussion. the fact you, you're really making a difference and, and not just doing it locally, you're doing it internationally as well. I think that's that's so important.
1: Well, that's one of the reasons um, I started this research because in the retreat this summer, I had a woman with uh, severe cancer, uh, skin cancer. Mm. And the skin cancer was uh, making her legs super swollen. So till the point that she couldn't walk properly and she couldn't sleep. And the first session, Reiki session with her, was absolutely amazing because it's not only what she taught me, but the way she was feeling. Uh, The session was crazy because I could see her body twisting and having a lot of spasms, and she was completely gone. She was sleeping and when she was telling me that she couldn't sleep, right? So it was 40 minutes of pure healing from her body because she was actually super open to it. But for me, what was more fascinating is after the session, the swelling, swelling in, in her legs was about one centimeter less really yeah so that was like for me it was like okay I really really need to do that you know mm. and actually I've been fighting <laughs> in the UAE to get Reiki uh, out there that people believe in it more because it doesn't stick to any belief or religion mm. it is just a therapy right yes. and people sometimes confuse these things but in Europe in Spain and many other places Reiki is actually part of the services that you can have in a hospital in a normal uh, hospital as a complementary therapy mm. so I aim to do that in the UAE fantastic. one
0: fantastic watch this space she's coming <laughs> I'm telling you um, there's something you mentioned earlier very very briefly and I just wanted to ask you quickly before we, we, we wrap up what is it, equine
1: therapy well equine therapy is all type of therapy that uh-huh. you you use a horse to to help people to be better so right. in terms of emotionally but also physically so they work a lot with kids with disabilities yeah. Um, I am not in that part because the methodology I, uh, we use is a bit different to the rest of equine therapy. Yeah. And we, we work from the ground. We don't ride the horses. It's all about interaction from the ground. Right. And we let them free to choose if they want to be part of the sessions or not. But equine therapy, there are so many different methodologies in which the horses use as a, as a tool to help people improve. Yeah.
0: Excellent, excellent. I, mm-hmm. I really really like that. Okay. <laughs> um right, we we had a question earlier and uh, Masood was asking from India. He sent in a question saying, "How do you reset?"
1: "How do I reset?" Yeah. Well, I traveling is one of my best things to yeah. reset. I believe that in every travel you you can reflect about what you've been done and where you are now and you can yeah kind of take a break Um, but I love doing Reiki I still do Reiki to myself I mean I believe that you can do Reiki to others but you have to do Reiki to yourself if you are a Reiki practitioner and believer so that really helps me so much and good sleep good food a Mm. lot of love so with my husband and friends yes
0: the whole Stevens family
1: yeah (laughs) the whole Stevens family (laughs) which are very funny by the way (laughs) (laughs) so yeah that's how I reset yeah Yeah. just taking a moment to be with myself I love being with myself and I think this is something that not many people actually know
0: why why do people find that challenging to be alone in your opinion
1: because they are not ready to work on on what they know they have but Mm. they are trying to avoid that what do you think
0: yeah, there's, there's, a, there's a slight awkwardness of being still or not being able to move or check your phone mm-hmm. or look at technology. And I think that when when people do that, they almost find that weird yeah. and out of the norm yes. when you normally are alone more than you yeah. see people.
1: But this is actually something I was listening with Dr. Joy D. Spencer, who is yes, amazing. Yes, love him. Yeah, And uh, he was saying when we're in this moment of awkwardness, mm-hmm. this is exactly when we are shifting our, our energy. Yeah. Into a neutral state of us that allows us to feel something new and to be closer to ourselves. So, yeah, yeah, that's fantastic. And (laughs) there
0: you have it, folks. We are reaching full time on the halftime show. Um, One more time, your Instagram handle, Heal With Mayu? Yes, exactly. How do you spell Mayu?
1: Mayu is M A Y U
0: perfect yes good make sure you follow her and also stay tuned for all her uh, news coming up especially with you know really making a difference out there in society and using her practice to do so it's going to be fantastic and like I said we spoke about this two years ago we spoken <laughs> about this now in two years time again you'll be taking over the world I'm telling you I hope
1: so <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: thank you very much guys for tuning in uh, the Adana is coming up but before we head out remember you can catch the show every Monday Wednesday and Saturday three to four or if you miss the channel uh, the, the show and you want to head over to the channel pulse 95 radio on youtube you can check out all of our episodes we cover things like mental health gut health and how important the brain is on the body with these fantastic guests that's me i'm out with maria take care and we'll see you soon this is pulse 95 tune in live every monday wednesday and saturday from 3 p.m